Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pop Culture University. The university where you learn everything that is going on in the world of pop culture and see what life lessons you can get from it for your own lives based on what these celebrities are going through. So it's educational and inspirational and a whole lot of fun. And I am your host, Patty Eminger. You may know me as Petty Pop Culture from TikTok. 3.1 million followers. You can be my 3.2nd millionth follower. If it is your first time here, thank you so much for coming. Take a seat in the classroom wherever you would like. Everyone is welcome here. If it is not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. I love you. I stand you. I'm in your fandom. So you guys know I'm on that diet. Like, I'm really trying to lose like five pounds. I'm like Regina George right now. You know, I I really just want to lose three pounds. So I'm trying to eat a diet where I can still eat like a high volume of food. That's like the, the biggest hack to dieting. The biggest successful dieting tip is like eat low calorie foods. You can eat a lot of it. So you feel like you're not dieting. You still get to eat because I'm just a bitch who likes to consume. Like I like chewing. I like feeling like I'm eating a lot. So I try to get low calorie items, but I swear this whole fucking week I've just learned like it's really been cemented now. I cannot keep getting sugar free foods because anything that is sugar free with aspartame in it, isn't that what makes something like zero calories and sugar free? Like they put something some nonsensical unpronounceable word of a chemical in the foods where whatever it is in these sugar-free foods it makes me fart so intensely like hard i'm basically sharding it could fully eject me from my seat so i'm losing weight but it sounds like i fully just ate a, a, a fucking buffet And the farts, I swear, they smell like a burning tire. It's it's unlike any, like, kind of fart. I'll I'll stop going into details about it, but that is just a real struggle I'm having with my diet. I'm actually drinking a sparkling ice zero sugar um, drink as I make this podcast. This one doesn't make me, but I had Splenda the other day in my PB2, which is, like, low-calorie peanut butter and then i have the thing the candies called sweet smarts they're like 100 calories and they are like sour patch kids but with much less calories those uh uh-uh, they get the gas pumping so it's a struggle for me this diet should end after this month but it is not easy nothing worth it comes easy i guess okay so let's get into what we're going to talk about today and stop talking about my um gas First, we need to do an update on the whole Michaela situation, lying about the fake mascara. And I'm really disappointed with her and I'm about to go off on her. And then we need to talk about both of Kylie Jenner's babies having their birthdays back to back and what she did for them. What Harry Styles did for his 29th birthday this weekend. And then we need to talk about what single day that Taylor Lautner spent with Taylor Swift that Taylor Lautner wants to go back and relive. Because he said that he wants to redo a certain day he had with Taylor in a new interview that he was doing. Then I really want to talk about the whole realm of having an OnlyFans and the upsides and the downsides and the dangers and the landmines that you could. 
too if you decide to make an account one day because it can get really crazy out there in OF land. And we're going to talk about a lot of celebrities who have OnlyFans and their positive and negative experiences. So I'm really excited for that. And then lastly, we're going to talk about the horrible marriage between Tom Brady and Giselle Bundchen as Tom Brady just announced his retirement. People are really honing in on how he was a really bad husband and potentially a very bad dad as well. So we need to get into why. But before we get into all this, make sure you rate this podcast five star on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You're already here. You may as well do so. Leave a cute little review. Screenshot yourself listening to it. Post it to your Instagram story and tag me and I'll hit you up. Um, This is a Tuesday, Friday class. Never forget it. Tell your hookups. Tell your pen pals, your prison pen pals, tell everyone. And without further ado, class, take your seats. Pop Culture University is in session. these sparkling ices do do to me though is they make me burp like crazy like did you guys do the sprite challenge where you, where you drink a whole um like bottle of sprite and you can't burp the whole time that would be so hard i think i would actually just spontaneously combust if i wasn't allowed to burp after drinking a sprite and that challenge on expert mode would be mcdonald's sprite oh my god that would be literally impossible okay but we need to get right into it with my opinion on Michaela Noguera's response. So if you do not know, probably the single most famous beauty TikToker on the app of TikTok got in a major scandal as she was partnering with L'Oreal, the cosmetics brand. And L'Oreal's that bitch. They have a massive budget. So they decided to team with that bitch of TikTok. And she did an advertisement for their telescopic lift mascara. And... She was shady from the beginning in this advertisement on her TikTok because she hid the hashtag ad and L'Oreal partner behind the caption. So we couldn't even see that it was an ad at all. First red flag of that creator. Then she gives a totally fake review where she applies three layers of this mascara. And then after she cuts to the before and after applying it to show everyone how amazing it is and how no one could ever compete with this mascara for the rest of time, she actually just puts on fake eyelashes. To make her eyelashes look voluminous, long, and so perfect and beautiful. Girl, be fucking for real. It's 2023. The beauty influencer space has been around for like 10 years. People are so savvy on makeup. Who who did you think you were going to fool? That video of hers got, at this point, almost 60 million views. Can you believe it? That's more viral than chlamydia. It's crazy how many views that had. And people were shitting on her. Fully shitting on her head and wiping their balls on her face and teabagging her and like they were all so upset with her as they should be people were saying like wow i never thought i'd have to cancel michaela but here i am wanting to cancel her because she's a liar and as i said last episode i really got into it you guys should hold your favorite influencer on a tight leash and not let them lie to you because your their career is in your hands and some influencers seem to get it and will would thoroughly apologize after being caught in such a lie lying to their loyal fan base that 
like a, an, an influencer parasocial relationship I, I don't care if it sounds creepy or dramatic like that is a parasocial relationship and you still owe something to the person on the other side of the screen just as i owe something to the people on the other side of the microphone tuning into this truly so i expect truth from people and i would be very upset with her and want to cancel her so people would think she would give an apology to the people who have given her that opportunity in the first place. But she didn't. She gave a response today and she gets on TikTok and guess what her response was? She opens the TikTok and it says, I'm sure we all know why we're gathered here today as we're all expecting some apology, some you know explanation for what happened, some begging for forgiveness because there's, there's no question she lied. It was fully a fake false advertising lie. Like someone should literally take her to court. So she says, I'm sure we all know why we're gathered here today. And then she says, to do a Valentine's Day makeup look. And then she just proceeds to give herself like a Powerpuff Girl Valentine's Day red and pink mascara eyeshadow look. She's made six videos since then. Zero of them are confronting this situation. Completely silent, completely non-responsive, completely disredamspectful. That's what that is. Like, the way I'm actually infuriated with her, and I actually hit unfollow. I liked this girl. My mom said that she wanted to learn how to do makeup, so she was finding TikTokers, and she really liked Michaela because she seemed down-to-earth and real, and I was like, you know, I've never even heard of this girl, but then I followed her after that, and she just seemed like a good person, but no. Like, I'm not going to let her so evilly and, like, arrogantly not give anyone a response. So I unfollowed her. I just have a major problem with people who live their life like that because think about it. It, it like, it's like if your significant other lies to you and never admits it or says sorry, but you have receipts that they lied, like it's a fact and they just look you in the eye and don't like refuse to talk about it or acknowledge it. I would break up with them. It is fucked up. And there was a lot of comments who were definitely agreeing with that. Like people were saying, quote, the lack of response is really disappointing. There was a lot of people saying side eye or just putting like the, rolling eye emoji someone said are you ignoring us Michaela me ignoring all of my problems I just think it's so disrespectful low vibrational she it's giving no morals it's giving oh I'm rich now and I I I don't really give a shit about you I've been using you the whole time to watch my 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 videos so I can make money I don't truly respect you um I don't appreciate you and guess what you're the middle class normal person watching my tiktoks i'm the rich person and i don't owe you anything because my privilege and my money gives me the right to not be a good person it's it's giving very who needs morals when you have money not michaela no gear it's michaela no morals uh and it, it, it was a little goofy that a lot of people were seemingly very content with her lying to them they were like yay michaela's back ha 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 unbothered queen we love that okay girl have fun getting lied to have fun getting your ass lied to every week with her reviews she already did an, another review are you gonna go spend three hundred dollars on a product because michaela said it's good now no i wouldn't so have fun with her um She's had a lot of strikes in the influencer game. And as we see from people like James Charles, if you get too many strikes, you're out. So they're adding up with her. It'll be very interesting to see what happens with her in the future. I'd be willing to follow again if she gave a real respectable response, but she doesn't seem to be capable of giving us that. Anyway, let's talk about someone else who blatantly lies to us, but I still love. 
<laughs> because I guess she does not get caught in the lie. And she's just such a literal icon. It's Kylie Jenner. Woo! Kylie Jenner, her two kids had their birthdays back to back. Stormy turned five on February 1st. And Aerie Baby turned one on February 2nd. Uh, Aerie's dead name is Wolf. If you did not know, we now know his name. His name is Air. So Kylie has Stormy and Air. And they should, she should do like a back to back, like, I like I was always thinking this like if their birthday is back to back she should do like a festival kind of like celebration for them because for Stormy's first birthday she did Stormy World and literally set up a whole like Six Flags theme park in her backyard and like dozed her neighbors houses down so so well they were still in them so she could make more room for her daughter's first birthday that she will have no memory of it would have been great they could have called it like webster world or webster fest or something because that's both of their last names so let's just talk about what they actually did for her birthday they were actually pretty chill celebrations for stormy they still had the giant stormy head but they spray painted it this time so it no longer looked like stormy's like skin and her hair and whatever like they just spray painted the whole thing chrome um and then they had chrome merch that had stormy and air on it and they were like holding hands and it said like it takes two and it said stormy and air on it and then they had a chrome head of air why is everything chrome (laughs) i'm sorry i was thinking of that squidward sound on tiktok where he's like why is everything chrome um but yeah they were like selling merch i think just to the people who were there i think you know like like families go on family vacations and they look so queer all wearing the same shirt i think it was that thing like they wanted to just like all wear the same stormy and air shirt so there was a shirt that said air to the throne which is so cute and now we see why kylie wanted to name him air because he's like the 13th in line to the kardashian throne or whatever grandchild he is that chris jenner can exploit um, and then Stormy's merch said, five is live. I don't, I don't know what that means. And that barely even rhymes, but that's what hers said. Um, but yeah, Kylie posted really cute gifts, really cute captions to both of them. Ayers said, quote, my sun, my moon, my stars, best year of my life with you. You complete us, my angel. Mommy loves you. Happy first birthday. May God always bless you. Oh, and then she put a really cute collab. I feel like Kylie will be such a good boy mom. I still think she's going to exploit Stormy and try to make Stormy famous by the time she's 18 and probably just keep Air in the background. But I do think Air will get, you know, just as much love and support and she'll be amazing in that realm. Stormy, her caption said, I gave you the gift of life and life gave me the gift of you. The most special girl. This little face, I will miss it as it keeps changing. Five years of loving you and forever more to go. I will always be there for you, Storm Girl. Oh, that's so cute. I love that. I gave you the gift of life and life gave me the gift of you. And then your face is changing. Like, that's so cute. And kids do grow up fast. I feel like I will be such like, like, like a crazy parent. Like, I'll like trap my kids in their house so they can never leave me. What's that one show where the, where the, mom told the daughter that she's sick so she can't leave the house that's gonna be me like i'll be like you're not allowed to leave me my kids will be like love hostages like i'll be crazy they'll be trapped but out of love anyway (laughs) so happy birthday to the webster jenner family i can't wait to work for all of you one day and let's just fast forward to that time 
another member of the Jenner clan that did something really crazy this weekend is Chris Jenner. So if you don't know, Chris Jenner is in um, a certified, an, what's it called when you marry someone? Or an ornitiator? An officiator? An ornationator? I don't know. She marries people. She she can marry people. So she went to a surprise party that Portia de Rossi threw for her lesbian wife, Ellen DeGeneres. And she let she like officiated them renewing their vows. Oh, wait, is it called ordaining? Either way, she's a, she's an ordinator. She's an arianator as well. <laughs> so Portia surprised Ellen with a vow renewal for her birthday. And Kris Jenner was the one to do it. It seems like any wedding Kris Jenner is involved with literally goes down in flames. That marriage just totally crashes. Uh, given her marriages and all her kids' marriages. So we'll see if Ellen's does too, now that Ellen is done with her show and terrorizing her staff. She has a, l- a lot of free time, so maybe she can really strengthen her bond with Portia. Chris Jenner also married another gay couple uh, men, Colton Haynes and his husband. Colton Haynes is so sexy. I can't even talk about it. Like, I can't even think about him or I'll start to get really shy and stutter because he's so he's just everything he's gorgeous he he was in um arrow uh he looked amazing but chris jenner married him how legendary and iconic like all the other gay men at his wedding were probably so fucking jealous so chris jenner basically threw the first brick at stonewall she literally said gay rights Gays will never lose their right for marriage as long as Kris Jenner is uh, still kicking. So another gay person who has a lot to celebrate this week is Harry Styles. It was his 29th birthday this weekend. I I feel like that's like, like, oh my God, he's 29? But also at the same time, he's been famous for so long. God damn, I feel like he should be 97 at this point. Because he's been famous since he was a little teeny bopper in One Direction on the beach in that fucking polo shirt singing about what makes you beautiful. It's been a long ass fucking time. So I guess 29 seems pretty young. Good for him. But it was his birthday and how he spent his birthday was that he had a sold out show on his world tour. That's so hairy. He never gets off that damn stage. He is on tour 365 days a year. He never sleeps. He said bus, plane, arena another bus another arena arena he truly is like the hardest working man in hollywood he did two movies this year they both kind of flopped but at least he tried two movies this year an album this year massive tour like he's doing it all um he he had gay sex on camera in one of those movies he was really doing everything so during his concert isn't it interesting that he had a concert on his birthday because people are singing like on your birthday people are supposed to sing to you but he was singing to other people my least favorite moment of the year every single year is when people sing happy birthday to me i just want to crawl inside my skin and die from the inside out i saw this really funny thing online that said when people sing happy birthday to you they they should only sing the word birthday and it's like so creepy it just emphasizes how creepy the tradition of singing to someone on their birthday even is like why are we assaulting each other with song every time we have a birthday every single year. What do you guys do when someone sings happy birthday to you? Do you like that? But wouldn't it be funny if they only sang the word birthday? So it's like, 
birthday. 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 It would just be so like I want I want my family to do that to me next time and I'm not letting them not do that. Like that's how it's gonna happen. But anyway, his band played him happy birthday and presented a cake to him. On stage he said that he feels wiser today. Uh he wore like a sparkly two-piece like sweat outfit, almost like a like a sweatpant whole fit going on. It was it, it was like sparkling pink and he was giving very Sharpe Evans mixed with Elvis. And I really like his stomach tattoos. I love a good like torso tattoo. I don't know. It's like my like weakness. I think they're so gorgeous. I love his four nipples too. Me and him have that in common. I literally have four nipples. Um, but he yeah, he was like showing his torso all night, looking gorgeous, looking like he could feed a litter of puppies that were fresh out of him with all those nipples. And yeah. His birthday present will be album of the year at the Grammys. I predicted it. And I think I'm right. I'm very good at predicting Grammy album of the year. I predicted it right from 2016 to 2021. And let's be real. No one predicted that man to win last year. No shade to him. But who what? Like who? We have not seen him since that day. Because who is he? Sorry. Actually, his birthday present this year was leaving Olivia Wilde. <laughs> That's what his birthday present was. But what can we learn from all these celebrations we're talking about? I think that we can learn that we we need to find any reason we can to celebrate in this life and i really stand by that this year i've been really taking advantage of that you should really celebrate anything you should find any excuse to get together with people um and celebrate a monumentous or happy occasion even if it's as small as like you poo today like i don't know like celebrate anything going on i love how hardcore the kardashians celebrate everything like Kylie probably spent $300,000 on her daughter's first birthday party. And even though that's totally cruel and just a reflection of how horrible capitalism is and the gal and the gap and the wealth gap is, I think it's really fun at the same time. And like vow renewals, celebrating that is totally unnecessary, but also fun. And doing something amazing for your birthday is also fun. So I feel like what we can, we can learn from this is just taking any opportunity to celebrate because we never know how long we have left on this planet and we need to take every single moment to celebrate simply being alive and existing because that's what life is about oh my god my roommate last year at college she literally we literally had a party a full-on themed party for when she hit 500 connections on linkedin like that's the kind of shit i'm talking about just find anything that makes you happy and make all your friends and family get into one room and just have like a joyous happy occasion where everyone has their smile on their face celebrate anything We would think that if there was one man who regretted nothing about his time with Taylor Swift, it would be Taylor Lautner. Because Taylor Lautner is the only ex that Taylor Swift actually wrote a song bashing herself about him instead of the other way around. Because usually Miss Swift is voodooing, witchcrafting, uh, invoking an army of women and gays against a man that she was done wrong by. And as she should, she should take them down with every being in her fiber. But uh, with every fiber in her being. <laughs> with every being in her fiber. <laughs> 
as if like every being in like her five or one bar that she ate this morning, I'll stop. But yeah, she needs to take those men down. But Taylor Lautner actually said that he regrets a major moment that Taylor Lautner and Taylor Swift shared together. Did you know Taylor Lautner is married to someone named Taylor? So both of their names are Taylor Lautner. How confusing and narcissistic. Why do I feel like he he scoped out a Taylor? Like anyone who has a unisex name like Devin could potentially just find someone who, ew, I, 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 I don't want to put any ideas into any narcissist head, but yeah. Anyway, Taylor Lautner said that he regrets the night of September 13th, 2009 with Taylor Swift. And that is the infamous night that the world shifted, that the world became AD before it was BC, because that was the night that Kanye interrupted Taylor on the stage at the 2009 VMAs, a day that will live in infamy and pop culture history forever. So he was on his new podcast, actually. That's where he was talking about this with his wife. And she asked him, you know, which moment in your life would you choose to go back to if you could? And he said, quote, probably the 2009 VMAs. Uh, when I presented the award to Taylor for Best Pop Female Video that she won for You Belong With Me. And he said that he was unaware that the whole Kanye West thing was not a skit. And then his wife, also Taylor Lautner, (laughs) said back, I'm deceased, LOL. I remember that day like it was yesterday. And I was only nine years old that year. And the next day at school, you would think the president was assassinated or something. The way people were rallying around Taylor Swift, crazy. So he continued, quote, I present the award to her. Uh, so she then has the award. And I took five steps back and I was standing five feet behind her. And in the middle of her giving her thank you speech, Kanye jumps onto the stage. I can picture exactly what he's wearing. He has like a shaved kind of like outline, like puzzle looking thing into his head. He's wearing a black button up jeans. He says, I can barely hear it. I can barely even see them i'm just assuming the whole thing was a practice and rehearsed skit because why else would kanye west be jumping on stage interrupting taylor swift it doesn't make sense and that just shows how damn embarrassing that is for kanye west that he first of all that he was really taking that award that fucking seriously in the first place as if that award was as serious as the presidential election and he really thought it meant anything honey this is for entertainment purposes you're an adult you you, like you should know that he was really in his seat and he was like, oh, no, I, I don't agree with that winner for female pop video. Let me get on stage and take the mic from her. No, duh, Taylor Lautner thought that it was some planned skit because it was just ridiculous. Um, Taylor Lautner then said that while he was in the back of the stage watching this all go down, that he was actually giggling at the site that he was witnessing. And he still thought it was a joke and he was going along with the bit. But then he saw Taylor Swift turn around and realized by the expression on her face that it was not a planned segment. Quote, he jumped off the stage. She finished. The second she turned back around and I saw her face for the first time, I was like, oh no, that wasn't good. That was such a traumatizing night for Taylor Swift. She said in her documentary that after Kanye got off the stage, she thought the whole crowd was booing her because she was still kind of like new into the industry. And she thought the whole crowd was going to take the veteran Kanye side because he has some really like Andrew Tate, level fanboy army behind him so she thought everyone was booing her so picture her turning around and then seeing her boyfriend laughing at her (laughs) like 
what is she supposed to think then? That would be, you know, really just kicking you while you're down. But luckily, Taylor didn't hold it against him. Because in her song, Back to December, she even references this exact night with Taylor Lautner. And she says, I miss your tan skin, your sweet smile, so good to me, so right. And how you held me in your arms that September night, the first time you ever saw me cry. Oh, that's so sad that she was crying in his arms that night. Like, what a fun, like, piece of background or, or like, a, like backstage tea that we got from that song, though. Like, she went home and cried in Taylor Lautner's arms. Oh, at least Taylor was comforting her then. Seriously, though, was he looking for Taylor's? Because Taylor Swift, I'm convinced. Uh, I'm going to start a conspiracy theory about him on TikTok. He's weird for that. Anyway, that's really cute that he was... um keeping her warm that night with his werewolf blood and everything. But now he's the one saying that he wishes he can go back in time and change it, but he can't. Taylor Lautner is so cute and I kind of miss him in the public eye. He was really good on Scream Queens and he just has such like an innocent little like loyal doggy face. Like you, you, like he's, he's like a lapdog boyfriend, if that makes sense. I just think he's cute. But anyway, what can we learn from this? I think what we can learn based off Taylor Lautner's regret is that um, like he still thinks about it to this day. I think that we can learn to not be so hard on yourself about regretting things. And you can't ever let regret eat you alive like that. It's not healthy, one. And you can't change it, two. So don't dwell on it. Maybe you can take time processing what happened, but not for very long. You can't stay there for too long. And you shouldn't be too hard on yourself because you, you should put yourself in your past self's shoes and go easy on yourself because... Looking back at something you regret, the self that you were at that time, you were doing the best you could with the knowledge and everything you had at your disposal back then. And if you think about that retrospectively, you can't really regret things when you have 2020 vision because you had no idea what was really going on back then. So I think as long as you were always being your true authentic self, there isn't really much reason to regret things in life just make sure you're always doing what you want and what makes you feel good and what is best for you and what you think is the most educated best guess of you know the best decision that you can make in all the crazy crossroads and diverge paths that we come in life so i think don't spend too much time regretting too many things and i like the quote don't regret anything because at one point in time that's exactly what you wanted and I don't really think the word regret is a is a good word. I, th- I think we should instead say like, instead of I regret something, I think you should say, I wish that turned out differently because that doesn't put so much fault on you and so much like, yeah, just fall. Like you think you're so dumb and wow, how idiotic of me to make that decision. Just say, I wish it turned out differently, but don't beat yourself up and don't let it weigh you down. Just let it go and keep doing your best. Okay, so this is for all my grown women out there, the adults. Sometimes when I make this podcast, I'm like, oh my goodness, I hope 
no one too young is listening. Maybe you should get mom and dad's permission before you tune in. But um, I want to talk about OnlyFans in today's episode because a lot of celebrities be making OnlyFans right now and have over the past few years. Maybe I have dipped into that realm. And there's just so much to uncover about this phenomenon, really. So this for all my grown women out there. We're about to get into it. OnlyFans is like the current day American dream, but instead of a white picket fence and an apple pie, it's a white stained bed sheet and a cream pie. A lot of your favorite celebrities are on there. Tyga. I've seen his dick a lot on Twitter. Chris Brown, Cardi B, Iggy Zalea, DJ Khaled. <laughs> He's not naked on there though. Do not worry. I like that's something that you would pay to not have to see. Uh, Black China, Austin Mahone, Daddy Bella Thorne, Bad Baby, Nikita Dragon just dropped her OnlyFans preview this week. And her preview was really cool. I don't agree with everything Nikita Dragon does, but her preview was really funny because I was like, wait, Nikita Dragon's making OnlyFans? Like, is she about to show everyone her dick? And Nikita it has, j- I feel like she's all about like, pussy stunting and looking so pristine and proper and while she does try to look sexy i just didn't see her doing like being completely naked you know what i'm saying like i feel like her brand is like being 90 percent naked all the time i didn't ever think she would do only fans so the ad for hers was great though because it was a video of her in a men's bathroom where two men were peeing at urinals and she went to the one in between them and like she whips her dick out of her booty shorts or something and she pulls it out and she looks at the two other guys and she goes mine is bigger than yours and then she pees and walks away i just thought it was so fierce and so amazing and i hope her OnlyFans does great i think people of all demographics think to keep dragon is so hot so i'm sure she'll do amazing uh during the pandemic though OnlyFans really blew up in popularity and that kind of made the barrier to entry into the adult film industry much easier it gave people an idea that if they snap a couple selfies in their bedroom mirror you know give them a little tease from the back that they can be in forbes on the 30 under 30 list because of how much money they're gonna make but it's not all selling sex and cashing checks there's a lot of downsides and if you're considering hopping on the bandwagon i just think you should know a few of these things first so we're gonna compare some of the big upsides that i think people are aware of with some pretty questionable downsides that maybe people are not so aware of so for every upside we're going to say a downside that goes along with it so the first upside that i really like about OnlyFans is that it puts the creators in control like that is an amazing feeling because that is an industry that so many people have been so easily taken advantage of to an extreme level because people then own videos of you that are very compromising that they can do anything with and they don't really care about your soul or Uh, keeping your privacy safe. People in that industry for years have been really in bad situations and that's the only reason they got into it. And then their bad situation went to worse when they really weren't even paid that much for what they just did on camera. So the fact that it's putting the control of the industry into the user's hand, I think is so cool. And you can like market yourself on Instagram and Twitter and it makes you like your own like corn hub central and it puts all the control right in your fingertips. It's great. We respect sex workers here and we want that industry to be the best and the safest it can be. And that's a big step forward. Now, a downside 
after being in control of your content and what you post and everything and everything you decide to videotape. The downside to that is that your posts are really not protected as you think. People think that paywall of your OnlyFans is like more impenetrable than the Great Wall of China or bulletproof glass, but really it's the Battle of Troy and people will get into your OnlyFans and then screenshot and they will put it online very quickly. And even when people have like a copyright threat in their OnlyFans and they put like watermarks all over their videos and anything, people still do that. You can find any celebrity's content online for free, literally any of them. Um, and I feel like the celebrities would be the only ones that could have enough money to get a lawyer and people who are making OnlyFans like make money as a start and don't have old money cannot afford to do that. So your photos are still jeopardized for sure. And you shouldn't think that you're so easily safe. Do you guys know he was from the Wizards of Waverly Place? His name is Dan Lee Benson. He played um david henry's best friend in withers away really place david henry by the way so hot i would pay a hundred million dollars to see his only fans he turned me gay like just him but that man he was kind of he's like a tiktoker now and he does only fans and i've seen his content on twitter <laughs> not me exposing myself i've seen his content on twitter for free and then he goes on tiktok talking about how he's upset that it's leaking and Blah, blah, blah. Not as many people are subscribing. And it's upsetting, but that's the reality of it. It's just not as safe as you think. There's a whole page on Twitter, too, where it's called The Boys of TikTok. And a lot of people who blow up on TikTok, their next move is to go make an OnlyFans. Kind of like what I was thinking of doing. But all of them are on there, like Tony Lopez and Evan Lamisella or whatever his name is. They're all on there. You know, I saw Tyga's D for free. And that's why people like Chris Brown and Iggy Azalea don't do fully nude on there because they're smart enough to know even if they can sue someone, they're going to be exposed before that can even go through. So that's definitely a downside. Another upside is the money. Duh. The money. It is such a profitable market. People are making way more than other individuals who go to med school for eight years and then a residency for four years and dedicate their whole life to the blood, sweat, and tears when someone could really just drop their drawers and make more than them. <laughs> it's actually really fucked up, the world that we live in, but it's true. Black China, she made over $240 million on the site in total so far. It makes about $20 million a month. Now, if I was guaranteed $240 million, you can see every centimeter of me. You can play with me in VR. Like, you could do whatever you want to me for that amount of money. Black China does special days on her OF. She really be running that bitch. She is the Oprah of OnlyFans. She's the top bitch of content creation over there. She does Foot Freaks Mondays. Why not Foot Freaks Fridays? <laughs> So she gives a lot of great foot content. Maybe she's grabbing stuff with her toes and are locking her toes or something. Uh, but Oh, okay. Well, this is why she doesn't do it on Fridays because she does Black Fridays. But instead of like B-L-A-C-K, it's B-L-A-C to go with her name. And who who knows what she posts on Black Fridays? You know, it's maybe the deal is it's 100% off that day when it comes to her clothes. But 
She makes a lot on there. Bad Baby confirmed that she's made at least over $50 million. And all she did was be one of Dr. Phil's bratty little children. And she's made now $50 million. She really capitalized on that show. Also, did you guys hear Dr. Phil's being canceled? Thank God. Worst television show in history. So fake. Faker than the WWE. Truly only like two brain cell middle of America farmer corn harvesters idiots would think that Dr. Phil is real. I'm sorry. I hate that show. Dr. Phil is so bad and his literal appearance scares the shit out of me. I could not watch Dr. Phil. Bella Thorne said that she's made $1 million in six hours of being on the site. Tenna Mojo asked her, hers is actually free, but she gets tips in increments of $200 to join her VIP club. And she must have made a lot because I don't see her posting much on any other social media network. So I was like, hmm, Tenna's all about that money. She must be really comfortable somewhere else. And it's definitely an OnlyFans because she's making a pretty buck on there. Apparently her content is pretty um, not explicit as well. They say she shows more like under boo, but that's really it. Iggy Azalea has already made millions and she just made it this month. Her OnlyFans is $25 a month. I was going to buy it just to see what she posts, but I knew she wouldn't post anything explicit. And her Instagram is like basically the same thing. She's thought and bopping out there. So, but she tweeted today, I bought a new house today after she just made this OnlyFans. And she was tweeting the last few weeks about how much money she's making and blah, blah, blah. And the next time she tells us how much money she made, she says she'll do it in Forbes. So it must be a hell of a lot. So yeah, the money could be so exciting, so amazing, so tempting. But the downside of that situation is that it's not easy money at all. It's not the overnight success that you think it would be. And the only reason these celebrities are making this kind of coin is because they have major fan bases. For us, normal people, it's like any other social media. It takes you a while to gain traction. You have to post a lot. You have to keep it going. You have to post exciting things, if you know what I'm saying. And the best way to get more traction is to really commit to it. If you know what I mean, to make, you know, you got to risk it for the biscuit. So if you're not about that and you can't be about the to revealing, exposing yourself life, then I wouldn't expect too much out of OnlyFans at all. And that's why I always knew when I made my NSFW Twitter that it wouldn't be my whole source of income ever, ever, because it would only be a side thing because I would never really show that much. I would do like, sexy photos maybe in my underwear at the most but that would really be it so i was never anticipating something so crazy we'll get more into my nsfw twitter in a second as you guys know i already have it um over ten thousand followers on there it's great but i was never expecting to make too much money from there ever so for me it would it would just be a nice side check but for people thinking it could be their whole career you're really gonna have to go full johnny sins on us so it's a gamble. So make sure that it will be worth it for you and what you're getting into before you do it. Now, the third up is the freedom. Hello. With that money comes the greatest gift of life, a.k.a. escaping capitalism, which is why people even consider doing it. Because I would do a lot to escape the clutches of Uncle Sam that he has around my fucking neck, including getting naked. And that's for sure. You have so much opportunity. You can truly just like be happy every day i don't know just not be stuck to the monotonous nine to five that so many of us are trudging through and basically just doing the same shit every day marching towards death and the 
fruitless retirement that we get when we're so old and frail that we can't even move. Like, it's definitely a nice escape from that. And even Black China was talking about how it's opened her career up to so many things and she funds her music career off of it and her children's lives. Uh, she said, I'm on OnlyFans so I can support the music because that stuff is not cheap at all. I'm using all these different hustles to support that and my kids. That's the ultimate goal, to keep up living how they're living now. Uh, Trisha Paytas, she <laughs> she doesn't do OnlyFans. She has a Patreon, I believe. Like She has really known all the social media sites and tips and tricks, how to make money online for a long time. She, I think she was a prostitute at one point or an escort. No judgment, though, but she's just been through the whole block, and she re she really seems to still love doing the explicit content creation online. And it's so funny because I feel like no one really associates her with that. Like, we all associate her with her funny cosplaying and pretending to be a Pizza Hut employee, but never with her OnlyFans. But did you know that's actually her main source of income still? And she uses that to, you know, I'm sure to raise her daughter, perfectly named Malibu Barbie who's actually the reincarnation of Queen Elizabeth. And I'm sure to fund her different cosplaying adventures or to make her music videos to old Panic at the Disco songs that she wants to, for some reason, recreate in a very high-budget level. But she that, that like that's worth it to her. So if it's worth it to you, too, I think it's definitely something that you can consider because it would give you a lot of freedom. But the downside is, is that you will lose a lot of freedoms as well. You could potentially lose opportunities in a lot of different realms of life um people online have been reporting that they've been fired from their jobs like teachers or lawyers i almost lost an opportunity because of my nsfw twitter and not even post anything that explicit i can't say the brand but last month as i was kind of discussing before it was a brand that isn't directly marketed towards children but children do use this often so they were like, we cannot work with him if he has that public Twitter up and promotes it on his TikTok or his Instagram or any of his major social media. So basically my YouTube, Instagram, or uh, TikTok. So I had to private my Twitter and take down a lot of my content. But it was worth it to me, again, because I know my main source of income would be brand deals, not OnlyFans. And that's what I want my career to be as well. So it was totally worth it to me. But it was a real shocker. I, I fully thought in 2023 we were like past the whole penalizing sex workers. And I think that was really naive of me looking back because, of course, they're not going to want someone who does that to also be tied to a product that could be used by children. Like, of course, they're not going to want that. So I should have seen that coming sooner. Um, But yeah, it was worth it to me to take down. And I didn't lose the opportunity or anything. So I'm happy I kind of started slow and just posted some cute gym photos before anything irrevocable happened or I lost some sort of opportunity. Some crazy thing that happened, I don't know if you guys saw, is that WWE superstar women wrestler Mandy Rose, I don't know if y'all are into the WWE or are about that WWE universe life, but she's like this gorgeous, blonde, bombshell wrestler. She has some big boobies. She has a great face. And she was one of, like, the biggest girls on the roster, I believe. And she started doing OnlyFans. And right after she started to do that OnlyFans, the WWE fired her immediately. And they will never rehire her. So she just threw all that training, all that, all those years of working her way up in the wrestling business to be on the top slot just to do OnlyFans for a bit. 
So I thought it was a little bit of a questionable move, but she made a million dollars in the first 24 hours of leaving the WWE on her OnlyFans, which I guess is worth it. But at the same time, girl, like you're never going to be able to wrestle again. What a waste of all your training. The WWE is also shady for that because they make those girls wear the littlest booty shorts. Their nipples are right about to slipple out of their outfits like, they're basically nude up there anyway, so it's a little hypocritical of them being like, oh, no, you can't make money off of your own body. We want to make money off of it. And it's like, pick a side, pick a side. Do you know what I'm saying? So, good for her. Uh, maybe she can get signed by another wrestling company. But, yeah, you can definitely lose opportunities, even though you can get a lot of freedom and more opportunities from your freedom. Anyway, the next upside, which the, this next upside and downside is something that I really didn't see coming at all. And I thought it would be amazing and have no downside. Like, truly, I was so excited for this part of it. The upside is that you get a lot of positive attention. You get people complimenting you. You feel like Linda Evangelista. You feel like a model. You feel like Giselle Bunchen. And it was really fun on my Twitter for a bit. You know, I work out a lot. It's great to be complimented. It feels good. And I love male attention, as we all do. I crave it like it's food. So it was definitely fun at first, but the attention goes so far to a level that I just didn't see it exceeding. It's cute on my Twitter. It's cute in the DMs, but it slowly started from people wanting to buy my underwear to wanting me to tell them where I live so they can come hook up with me to then pressuring me in my DMs to show more and like yelling at me in my DMs to do that. Um, and it didn't only extend on my Twitter, these people basically harassing me it then went to my tiktok lives all the time in my tiktok lives people will be like show poll show hole get naked do this and i'm like damn like we're not on my twitter right now please respectfully shut the hell up and then the other day i don't know if you follow me on instagram at petty pop culture go follow me but i posted a questionnaire to people on my story that said what content do you want to see from me in my personal tiktok at petty pop personal go follow my personal tiktok and, you know, a lot of you guys gave cute responses. I love them. People were saying, like, vlogs and your favorite song by a different artist and intimate personal videos. You know, things like that. Love that. I could definitely do that. But while other people were saying things like, I want to see you get naked for us. Um, I want to see videos of you being bent over, being F-U-C-K-E-D. Someone said, get naked. That dude didn't stutter. Just really nasty things. And I thought it'd be all sunshine and roses and compliments from cute guys, but it's really not. And I like being objectified to a certain extent. You know, I put a lot of pressure on how I look and I want to receive compliments for it, I guess. And that could be fun and dandy. I'm sure we all blush when we get complimented and it makes our day and we feel amazing. So... You could expect that, but you will be harassed as well. And it, I wish it could just stay on the platform that I post that content on. But I guess that was another thing of me to be very naive about. It does not stay. It's really more cross-platform than I thought it would be. So just be aware of that, even if you want to start a Twitter. Uh, Bad Baby was saying that she thinks that all these old men in her DMs harassing her are creepy because they subscribe to her OnlyFans. The day she turned 18, that's when she made it. She was, she was wasting no time. Time is money. She did not want to waste it at all. 
And she was like, y'all are weird for doing that when I literally was just underage yesterday. Y'all are groomers, pedophiles, creeps. Austin Mahone seemed like he kind of got pressured into it as well because on his OnlyFans in the past, it was really just behind the scenes of his life. But then he put out a statement that he felt like he was ready to show people more and give them what they want, blah, blah, blah. So I think now he posts more explicit things. So you just get a lot of pressure and unwanted attention for shorts, like creeps to the next level. Another thing is that with positive attention, people will also judge you. People like maybe even friends and family will be like, oh, you do OnlyFans? That's so embarrassing. That's so low rent. That's so classless. I used to talk to this one guy who is a doctor and he, we like had a fling or whatever. I flew across the country to go see him. I really liked him. But um, then we just stopped talking and he was hitting me up last month, clearly randomly interested again, as they always do. They always come, come crawling back because I'm that bitch. I'm that girl. Why, why would they not? As your guys exes probably do as well. Cause we're sexy people over here. He was DMing me, like, complimenting me for a few days. And then one day I put in my Snapchat story, um, just joking around. I was like, if I know you in person, you shouldn't follow my Twitter, LOLOL. And he scrolls up and he says, what Twitter? And I go, oh, ha, ha, my NSFW Twitter. I post, like, gym photos on there. And he's like, oh, you do Twitter now? And then he goes, what about our future together? And I go, what do you mean? And he was saying some weird bald shit, like, once we both move, to LA one day, we'll be together, blah, blah, blah. But I can't be with you if I'm a respectable doctor and you do OnlyFans. And I was like, oh, okay, well, first of all, we never had a future together, sir. You were never in my mind like that. I'm sorry. Um, second of all, you're a gutter bitch and I don't care about you. Third of all, I'm not any less respectable if I wanted to post on Twitter. So people will just say the craziest shit about you. If you decide to do it. So what can we learn about all of this that we, you know, as we explore the trepidatious land of OnlyFans? I think the main thing we can learn here is that it's your body. It's your choice. You are the one who has sole ownership over the whole thing. You choose how to expose it, not expose it, capitalize it, not capitalize on it. Uh... You choose how you let it work for you. And I think you know within you if OnlyFans is for you or if it's not. So I want you to know know that you can totally do it. You can totally tackle that and make a lot of money and make it a living. It is real work and you're gorgeous. Do whatever you want with your body. Don't listen to any other person, what they say about you. Don't make, don't let them make you feel bad about it or like you have to show more or you're not doing enough. It is your body. It is your choice from the day you're born to the very end. So just know that and also know that there's no shame at all in that game and never feel shame about expressing your sexuality or how you use your body. Um, do you guys want to hear an awful story of how I was caught subscribing to like a lot of people's OnlyFans? Because I'm going to be real with y'all. I'm going to not have shame. I have subscribed to many a man's OnlyFans. I think it's fun and exciting and not that expensive. You know, it's the same price as like a trip to McDonald's. I enjoy subscribing to OnlyFans for a bit and then unsubscribing. But there was one time last year where my whole life was getting hacked. 
because someone got into my Grubhub account and then they started to hack every single other account from that. I don't even know what the fuck happened, but be careful on y'all's Grubhub account because people will hack you on there. But, um, so then they were starting to hack my bank accounts. So then I had to obviously cancel my cards and freeze them. But when you cancel it, you actually have to call someone. So I was on the phone with people at the bank and they were like, okay, honey, we'll cancel your account. We understand. No one stole my money yet. Thank goodness. So I didn't have to spend more time doing whatever. That was the most inconvenient week of my life because I kept having to go to the bank to get paper money until all my cards were active again. God, so fucking annoying. Fuck that hacker, bitch. Uh, You will rue the day. I will find you one day and it's up for you. If it's up, then it's up, then it's up, then it's stuck. But when I was canceling my cards, they had to confirm what my last purchase was. Uh, And this was the universe really kicking me when I was down. Really just kicking me right in the fucking kidney while I'm laying on my side already broken down and injured. When it rains, it pours. So she goes, okay, was your last purchase OnlyFans for like $80 or something? (laughs) And I'm like on speakerphone with someone in the room because I'm trying to figure this out. And I'm like, yes. It was. I should have just let the hacker win at that point. Been like, no, (laughs) must not be my account. But I was like, oh my God, God is bringing me to my knees right now. Have mercy on me. I go, yes, it's mine. And that was the most humbling moment of my life. And I'm still traumatized. But yeah, I do shamelessly subscribe to them. So you guys should too, if you're obviously 18. Could be fine. Do you guys know who Tom Brady is? Apparently, he plays a sport called football. The th- I, I think football is the thing that's before and after the Rihanna concert in two weeks. Um, he's like the Taylor Swift of football, apparently. I can't really name any of his albums, though. But these beer-drinking, smelly men fangirl over him. And they would pay like $1,000 to see him and cry if they got to touch him. He is their idol. They have signed jerseys of him. They remember the first time Tom Brady touched their souls as if he's Jesus. They would live and die for him and cry themselves to sleep the day he retired. So the next time you get shamed for being a Swifty by a Brad or a Chad, just remind them that Tom Brady is now retired and he can never do what Taylor Swift has accomplished in her life. Just remind them that if they try to make you feel like a crazy fan, be like, oh, you want to hear embarrassing fanboy look in the mirror tom brady announced his retirement yesterday again i'm not sure what what he did i apparently he played football it must be that sport with 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 the white ball with the black hexagons on it where you kick it in a goal tom said thank you for allowing me to live my absolute dream i wouldn't change a thing and most sports stars after they retire they're really happy to be rich and go home and be happy with their wives and their family, their kids, and just have that happily ever after. So 
he retired from football, but guess what? He also retired from his marriage very recently as well. And he just finalized his divorce in October. So now he has no wife, no family. 16 in the middle of Miami. And his wife is none other than the very famous and beautiful Giselle Bunchin or his ex-wife. Not Giselle Butchin. Giselle Bunchin. She's extremely successful. She's a Brazilian supermodel of the world. At one point, she was the highest paying supermodel in the world until the goddess herself, Kendall Jenner, rightfully took it over with no nepotism at all. Um, so yeah, he and Giselle divorced. And she said the very reason for their divorce was football because he chose football over her. And girl, if you don't know this drama, get fucking ready. It's insane, this whole marriage falling apart story. You think any WAG, as they call them, or wives and girlfriends of sports stars, I don't know if you remember the show WAGs on E, but you you would think any WAG would be so happy to have a husband who is making as much money as Tom was. You know, I think Giselle and Tom are both worth over $100 million. So you think she'd be happy and want him to do football forever, but that was actually the exact opposite. So they were together for 13 years and Tom was playing football basically the whole time. And once she got pregnant, she gave up a lot of her life and her career modeling opportunities and all of that. So she could be a mother because that's what she always wanted. And that's what they both always wanted, or at least she thought that's what they agreed to during their marriage and dating. They have two kids. And Giselle has always been publicly like such a mom. She was born to be a mom. She's amazing with the kids. She's even amazing to the son that Tom has with his ex. His name is John. And, you know, she takes them to school every day. She spends the whole entire day with them from helping them with their homework to cooking for them, feeding them, washing them, doing everything you could possibly need to make sure a kid is happy and healthy. She does everything for them. And while she spends a whole day with them, Tom was always playing football and training. She said, quote, I think for six to seven months out of the year, when he's very focused on football, I take on 100%. I become very present. When I became a mom, it became my priority. That's wild because... I think a lot of people would be like, oh, well, yeah, he's doing his job as a man, going to make money and being out of the house. But no, if he's 100% focused and comes home super late every night, completely exhausted and basically doing nothing, it's like she's kind of a single mom on her own, except for maybe four and a half months out of the year. That, to me, is completely unacceptable. And there needs to be more of a balance. And it's just downright neglectful at that point. Tom has even said in the past that he is aware of his selfishness and how much Giselle sacrifices for him. He said, we revolve around my schedule a lot, my day. I'm going to live my life in the ways that are most fulfilling to me. And she's the one to make all the sacrifices. She brings out the best in me. That quote that he's going to live his life in the ways that are most fulfilling to him is just an example of how shady he is. Like, what do you mean most fulfilling? That football is more fulfilling to you than your literal blood children and your wife? Why would he say that? It, that just seems so evil. So while Tom was out fulfilling himself, 
doing what he loved the most. Giselle was growing tired of feeling like the second option, feeling like an afterthought and feeling like she was not Tom's true love. She even said at one point, she thinks that not only is football was his first love in life, she thinks football is his main love in life still. Even though there should be three other, four, four other main loves of his life, his wife and kids. Um, so as she was growing tired and weary, she kind of came to a breaking point. She set some boundaries with Tom. She kind of gave him an ultimatum. She said, you can play football for 10 more years and win, you know, the Super Bowls that you want to and achieve that dream. But after that, you need to settle down and be a parent with me. So that's exactly what happened. He played for 10 more years. He won multiple Super Bowls. But after the 10th year, he didn't retire. He played an extra year. So Giselle was already like, okay, you clearly seem to be prioritizing this over me. What the hell is that about? Ain't that some shit? Then he retired. You know, he said like, I've done everything I wanted to do. I feel fulfilled, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go give my wife and kids what they deserve, be a good dad. And then 40, late, 40 days after he announced his retirement, he said he was going to come out of retirement and join the upcoming season. He said he suddenly felt like he had more to prove. There's even an interview where Tom was saying he feels like he has more to prove and then Giselle turns to him and she kind of like whispers like, what more do you have to prove? He did tell me that he was going to play only for 10 years. And when I met him, he said, listen, I'm just going to play for 10 more years and I'm going to win one Super Bowl and I'm going to be happy. Now you want two Super Bowls. It's the end of the 10th year. And I was like, Yoo-hoo, let's go. I'm ready. But then he's like, no. Still got a few more to go. Yeah, he said that. My life focused around football. It always has been and always will be as long as I'm playing. I feel so fucking bad for Giselle in that moment when he announces he's going to play football again. I would feel so like publicly embarrassed and I would feel like he just spit in my face and my blood would honestly run cold. I'd be like, who is this man that I've married? Like he's never put me first. I thought he seemed like a guy who would be willing to give up this career after 10 years. Of course, it's such an amazing career and you want him to live his dream and you know, he's like one of the most famous football players ever. So, of course, live that. But I thought he would give it up one day for me, especially after his career was basically over. Like, what more is there to chase in your football career? You've already won enough Super Bowls. The only thing you're going to get now is a concussion or a disability or something. And I would just question, did he ever really love me that much? Or was I just a little piece of his perfect world? And I was just playing his wife. Like, I was cast in the role as Tom Brady's wife to just be that clog in his life, but never really be that important to him. It's giving very like narcissistic vibes from Tom for sure. She didn't feel like he was doing his part in the family. And she's openly said that to Elle magazine. She said that she had dreams and aspirations just like Tom, but being a family, especially while her kids were young was more important to her. And I'm not quite sure how old their kids are. I think they're like, 10 or 11 or something somewhere around that age but she said that was more important to her with them growing up and tom kind of missed a lot of those moments and i'm sure that's going to reflect in his relationship with his kids as they get older and they have a much deeper bond with their mother so she made all these sacrifices and he kind of gave nothing she 
would always put 100% into the kids. He didn't even give 1% seven months out of the year. Football was always his number one, and it seems like it always will be. So, again, she gave him the ultimatum, and when he chose to go back into football and his retirement after 40 days of being retired, she left him. She divorced him. And that was the reason for their divorce. Can you believe that? Like, I, I, I always knew of these two, and I always knew that they were married. And then I remember hearing when they got divorced and Tom, you know, going in and out of retirement. But I never knew all the drama behind it. Like, oh, scandalous. I didn't know how much that football career was really costing him. That is crazy. But hell yeah, she left him. There's there's consequences if you don't keep your deals to me, bitch. Another crazy part of this story is that Radar Magazine, this is not, I guess, 100% confirmed because Tom would never 100% confirm this. But he said that, or Radar Magazine said that Tom believed in the now debunked myth that abstinence would make your playing sport, you know, game or your athletic ability better. So there would be long periods where he would not give his wife any physical affection. Which is a huge no for me. Uh Uh-uh. That's just something, like, I just, I'm turning my head like a dog. What? What? You're not gonna, you have the supermodel of the world and you will not even, first of all, spend the day with her or give her physical affection? It's not that serious, Tom. It's not that deep. Just go touch your wife. Damn! I swear, men like other men more than they like women. I hear people talking about that theory that men at the end of the day care more about their connections with other men than women. And like they they may be like sexually attracted to women, but they are more romantically attracted to men. But in but it comes off as a friendship, but deep down they want the approval of men, the friendship of men, and the bond of another man more. And I totally believe that. And I feel like this is like also Tom just being an example of that. Because you're gonna give up everything with your wife just to go hang out with those boys in that locker room, in that uh sauna room. It just it's just giving gay to me. I feel like he just likes other men more than her. But yeah, this was all getting to Giselle a lot. And Giselle has a panic disorder. And she was saying when she was going through all of this and felt alone and powerless that she was on her balcony one day at their house and considered jumping off, but did not for her kids, thankfully. But yeah. So Tom really kind of just dropped his whole family. And people think Giselle was being manipulative and horrible. And someone online said that, you know, if my wife didn't let me do what I love the most, I wouldn't have a wife either. I would divorce her. It's that simple. But no, 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 no. I think you're leaving out a huge part of that. I think, yes, you want your spouse to have their own individual hobbies and lives, but not if it means spending seven months away from your family. Like Giselle was the highest paid supermodel in the world at one point, closing every show, working with every designer. She was so famous, people even knew her by just her first name alone. And she gave all of that up for him. And the lack of reciprocacy is just horrible. To me, Tom wasn't doing the job that he signed up for as a man. He should have been there for his wife and kids because, yes, a part of being a parent is making money and providing, and that's what he was doing. But a huge part of being a father is also being there. And he looked them in the eye and basically gave them all the middle finger. And he kind of gave up the relationship with his wife because he just wanted to play one more season. And he, I mean, I I, I didn't watch this season. (laughs) Not one second of this I actually t- like tuned it out. I specifically looked away from the TV anytime that football was on it because I was so bored. But apparently he did not secure the bag this year. 
And so, yeah, he gave it all up for just a shitty season of football. And that just says a lot about the selfishness of some men. So what can we learn from this? I think we learned that you should not have to beg someone to give you what you give them. And if you ever feeling you're like you're having to beg for attention or ask for something in a relationship that should just be the bare minimum and just a given that you will receive that from your partner, that is a major red flag and a sign to go. And you are strong enough to leave because you should never have to beg for love, attention, for reciprocacy, any of that. And I know it sucks, but you are strong enough to leave. And from Tom's side of the argument, I think that you should be very real with yourself about what your priorities are in your life and make them a priority. Don't lie to yourself and other people saying that you can do this and that and commit to that and that and this lifestyle, but at the same time, you prioritize something else 10 times more. Don't commit to it. You don't have to commit to things that you are not capable of going through with. People will really only believe you for your actions and not your words. And even though he says he's this family guy and whatever, it seems like he didn't really choose that. And Tom going back for just one season really tells his family how he felt about them. All right, you guys. Well, thank you for joining me on Pop Culture University today. I hope you had an amazing time and love the drama and that your tea cup has been filled fully and you are charged for the day to go forward and be a messy bitch who lives for the drama because that is my job here to rile y'all up so i hope you had an amazing class i guess class is dismissed because the bell rang but again rate this podcast five star spotify apple podcast leave a cute little review tuesday friday class do not forget it we're gonna do another one of the uh what would you like to share with the class segments on tuesday more people submitted their juicy drama and some of y'all lives like suck so i'm excited to share with the class dm me your drama if you put me on your story and just tag me i will see it way faster uh yeah i love reading them y'all are so funny i love talking to you guys and yeah i have nothing planned for this weekend i feel like i don't know what i'm gonna do i was supposed to hang out with a guy but he said he looks ugly this weekend so he can't hang out that's literally what he said these gays are so precious out here with their appearance but really that's the most real excuse i've ever heard because i get in that same boat sometimes where i'm like no one can see me for for three months because i look so ugly right now so i get it i'll just let him be ugly this weekend and i'll find other plans but yeah we'll see what i do or maybe i'll have a self-care weekend weekend but the last time i said that it was like the opposite of a self-care weekend it was a self-sabotage weekend but anyway i will see y'all next tuesday oh not me calling you guys cunts see y'all next tuesday C U N T. <laughs> anyway, class is dismissed. And yeah, bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.